When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Altoids because, let's face it, unraveling the mysteries of the universe is tough work. But with Altoids, your breath will be stronger than a black hole's gravitational pull, more intense than an alien abduction, and more reliable than your phone's battery during a podcast marathon. When it comes to needing intense freshness, Altoids have you covered. Altoids are stronger than your favorite conspiracy theory, more intense than the latest true crime docuseries, and more reliable than a Bigfoot sighting. They're not just mints, they're curiously strong mints. Find Altoids in the checkout aisle. Grab your tin today. Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Clark with Charles W. Chuck Bryant, and Jerry's over there, too. And this is Stuff You Should Know, the podcast. Man, oh, man. I would love for people to just be a... Fly on the wall in the studio sometimes. We get squashed. <laughs> it was a lot of fun pre-record today, people. I hate that you miss out on that kind of stuff. But you know what? That's a, that's for us. We we deserve a little something. Yeah. And that's called pre-show fun. Fun. <laughs> Hammering out the details. <laughs> Hammering out the details. I thoroughly enjoyed researching this one. Oh, really? It, it burned my brain a little bit. It burned my brain a little bit, too, but... um. I just I, I didn't know anything about handedness, and you didn't? Uh, no, not really. Don't use your hands much. Well, I mean, as far as uh, why you are left or right-handed or ambidextrous, it was all kind of new information for me. Yeah, so, I feel yeah. like I had read that IO nine article, which we should give a huge shout out. To yeah, because it's was a- forming partially the basis of this um, episode. Yeah, why are so few people left-handed from IO nine, and they. Uh, sourced a lot of great stuff from Discover Magazine yeah. and their article. So and science and science. So, so it's, it's legit. It is legit. Uh, possibly even too legit to quit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which I could not do with my left hand. Uh, I guess I can. I just did it. You just did too. You're sign sign signing to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm equally bad at at doing too legit to quit finger motions with either hand. I'm right-handed, by the way. What about you? Uh, I'm right-handed, but that is weird since you have your MC Hammer pants on. I thought you'd be good at that. That's all just, <laughs> it's not hard to put on pants. It's hard to do the too legit to quit finger motions. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, right-handed, um, to a, well, I was about to say to a fault, but heavily, heavily right-handed because after reading this, I do believe that there is a bit of a spectrum, I think. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I think, I think some people are, way dominant with their one hand and some people skew more toward yeah i can do some things with this hand uh and some people are ambidextrous which we'll talk about very um, few though fewer than you think yeah but um i am heavily heavily right-handed i cannot do many uh uh what's the word i'm looking for uh fine fine not like my fine motor skill tasks I cannot do very well with my left hand. I got you. I can just like club things and smack things and right, knock stuff over. Yeah, knock stuff over. <laughs> you like Frankenstein clearing a table. Pretty much. Uh, what about you? I mean, can you do anything with your left hand? Uh, I used to think I was 
you know, pretty much just yeah. strictly right-handed. But then I, 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 especially researching this, I paid attention. And I'm like, no, I use my le- my left hand a little more than I thought. I'm definitely not ambidextrous, and if there is such a thing as a dominant hand, it's clearly my right. But this this article points out, or actually, it was a science um, article that said there's there's this idea that there isn't a dominant hand that you have uses for both hands and one kind of specializes in one thing and yeah. one specializes in another and the the example they used to illustrate that was um cutting like meat with a fork and knife yeah i was going to ask you about that you know like uh, i i was thinking about it i was like oh yeah i guess i do use the knife pretty well with my left hand and i thought crazy no my fork is in my left hand yeah me too my knife is in my right hand me too and then I switch the fork over to my right hand. That's what I do too. I was going to ask you that. So I'm definitely right-handed, but you know, my left hand does a great job holding the the steak in place with my fork while I cut it with the knife. Yeah. Well, I come to think of it though, I play guitar and drums. So I mean, I have some left-hand skill, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um and I know if you break your dominant hand, you're going to learn pretty quickly how to uh adapt. So it's possible to learn. Yeah. Uh if forced to. Yes. It's all very interesting to me. It is. And we should say, if you happen, happen just randomly to be listening to this episode on mm-hmm. August 13th, happy National Left-Handed Day. Yeah. I looked uh, When I looked that up, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be one of those an- another stuff you should know coincidence if this was happened to be released that right, week or yeah. something? No. Not even close. No such luck. Yeah. Um, and it's good that left-handed people have their own day because they've been fairly maligned throughout the millennia. Yeah, uh, um, let's talk about that, actually. Uh, okay. Um, throughout history, in fact, even if you look at the words uh, throughout history, there is a, a you know, uh, they poo-poo left-handers, basically. Yeah? Like the word L-Y-F-T. Lift? Yeah, from uh, Anglo-Saxon means weak. And uh, the That's word, where the word left comes from. Yeah, and the word uh, sinister from Latin is the word for left. Yeah, anybody who saw that episode of The Simpsons where Ned Flanders opens the leftorium knows that. Oh, that's right. Because he says, I, I have a, uh, a sinister reason to invite you all here. Sinister meaning left-handed. Man. And that was when he announced the leftorium. That show was so smart, you know. Very smart. So many of those jokes, like, just flew over my head back in the day. Well, now I got smarter. they're coming back to roost. Uh, there's a long list of um, countries who have languages that uh, link the word right with being good yeah. uh, and the left with uh, being bad or wrong. Uh, and in some countries, even making hand gestures with your left hand is, is a no-no. Well, uh, in a lot of countries or a lot of cultures that eat food with their hands rather yeah. than utensils, um, using the left hand to eat or do a lot of things with is considered taboo because, because the poop. right, it's exactly right. You use the right <laughs> hand to eat with, use your left hand to wipe with, right? And, um, I think if you pay attention and notice, I'll bet you have a hand that's dominant in that, that, um, activity. Wiping your butt? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm righty. Are you? Oh, yeah. Okay. But if you, <laughs> if you try the other hand, it will feel very weird. Whatever whatever hand you use normally, it's <laughs> going to feel weird if you use the opposite. Yeah, and you'll just end up very messy. <laughs> uh, I wonder if you had a subconscious thing like, you know, I was just eating these candy pecans with my right hand, and I know I'm going to go back and eat them with my right hand. Oh, I don't even use my hands to eat. I'm, I'm a little too germ conscious. I, I scoop food up in the crook <laughs> of my elbow, which is very clean because it doesn't come in contact with other stuff, and then I eat out of the crook of my elbow. That's pretty funny. Um, 
So why have people been, uh, I mean, why have they picked on left-handed people? There are some theories that it's just a, a minority, you know, 10 to 15% of people are left-handed and right. throughout history minorities have been picked on. That's right. That's one thing. Yeah. Um, there's, there's at least a couple of cultures that equate, uh, left-handedness with clumsiness. Yeah. That makes sense to me. Some hypotheses theorize that, um, tools, tool making mm-hmm. for a very long time, um, has been done following right-handed techniques. Still is in many cases. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so when a lefty was trying to make tools or do whatever using right-handed tools, they would have been clumsy with them. And therefore, the idea that left-handed people were clumsy or weak or whatever right. could have developed and carried on. Yeah, like uh, Colonial Day Dad is teaching his two sons, well, let's go with a son and a daughter even. Let's okay. mix it up. How to use a saw. And, you know, the son's left-handed and he keeps he can't saw well. So the dad's just like, he favors the daughter because she's, you know, she's better with the saw. Right. It's just, it's easy to see how that could happen. Like he's mad at Roger, but pleased with Prudence. <laughs> yeah, because Prudence, she's always sawing things well. That's a colonial name, right? Yeah, sure. I, well, I feel like it is. Uh, okay, well, what else is there? Who? who? Goody, uh, Goody Alice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's timeless. <laughs> um but there's still that, uh, if you're a lefty today, you might be frustrated with things like scissors and can openers sure. and spiral notebooks and things that sort of, uh, favor the right-handed. Yeah, or sitting next to a right-handed person at dinner. Ugh. The elbow thing. It's the worst. It's, it, it, because there's so few left-handed people, if you're planning a dinner party, first of all, it's just common courtesy to know the handedness of all of your guests. Sure. And then to Seat put them the, appropriately. Right. To put the left handed person at the end of the table so that their left hand is the, their left elbow is off the table and they don't have to worry yeah. about bumping into other people. Yeah. My mom is left handed, my father is right handed. Huh. And you came out right handed? Yeah. Crazy. I sure did. So um despite everybody knowing that there's a right handedness and a left handedness, it turns out after investigating this kind of thing. Science is really baffled as to what exactly is going on, why we would have handedness. Uh, yeah, at all. Where it comes from, why the proportions seem to be steady. There's a lot of questions that, you know, come up when you look into handedness, where, whereas, you know, the average person would just kind of take it for granted. But no, not the average scientist. No, no. No. Uh, there are a lot of interesting theories, though. Um, one is, is that, uh, as we all know, we have a left hemisphere and a right hemisphere of our brain. And we are one of the only mammals that are very much um, have a, a la- it's called brain lateralization when primarily and this isn't across the board, but primarily one hemisphere controls certain things and the other controls other things. And that is primarily controlling the opposite side of the body uh, as the hemisphere. Um, but language and um, uh, controlling your, you know, fine motor skills like things you do with your hands and your right. fingers yeah. uh, have often been linked because uh, they are generally on linked together in, on one hemisphere of the brain. Right. For for the most part, people who are right-handed, they make up the vast majority of human beings, by the yeah, way. There's, 85 to 90 percent. Yeah, I saw as low as 70, but nothing lower than that. Yeah. No, 80 didn't. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> um, th- th- those people have their language center in the left hemisphere and the, I-, I guess also their motor cortex in the left hemisphere. Right. And the, no, the left. 
and the uh, <laughs> the, gotcha. the there's a, a lot of questions about why this would be. I and mean, the brain supposedly is a is always looking for efficiencies as much as possible. Yeah. So they're saying, okay, well, these are two very human activities: speech, mm-hmm. language, and using your fingers to do stuff. Right. Right. So um, there are also some of the more complex activities that humans engage in. Right. So it makes sense that you just leave it up to one side of the brain so that these things can um, not have to cross over the corpus callosum. Yeah. It's, it's just like clustered together. It makes sense. It does make sense, but it's also a pretty thin explanation. If yeah. you, you could also say the other, the exact opposite, that it would make more sense that our motor skills and our language skills would be in opposite sides of the brain to give each other a break rather than oh, just yeah. weighting it down on the same side. The point is, though, is if you crack open a human brain and you look for the motor cortex and the language region, the language center, you're going to find them most likely, statistically speaking, on the left hemisphere. Hence, more right-handedness. Right, because of what you said, that um, that brain lateralization, where stuff that's carried out in the left hemisphere is going to uh, manifest itself in the right. So if you're shaking somebody's hand using your right hand, the left hemisphere is, is blowing up. That's right. If you're taking in um, visual information with just your left eye because you got your right eye closed or it was poked out by a seagull or whatever, yeah. then your right hemisphere is going to be active, <laughs> right? That's right. Uh, interestingly though, if the opposite isn't true, if you have your language center in your, uh, right hemisphere, it doesn't always mean that you're going to be left-handed. Right. It, it means you're more likely to, but, um, I like the way this article looked at it. It's, it's an evolutionary rule of thumb. It's not, I think they said between 61 and 73% of lefties have the language centers on the left, 90%, um, over 90% on the, of right-handed people. Right, which raises a really great question. Are Is there such a thing as righties and lefties? Or is there such a thing as righties and non-righties? Yeah. Because if, there, if, the, if a righty and a lefty are equally exactly the same thing, if handedness is completely um, binary like that, yeah, yeah. then if you're a lefty, your language center should be on the right-hand side. And that, like you said, that's just not the case in most lefties even. Yeah, that's true. And the uh, io9 article also uh, points out that it's they don't know why necessarily, but this is just how we evolved. It could have just been the opposite. Right. And then we'd have more lefties. Right. Yeah, well, that's the idea. But I think um there are a couple of uh the explanations possibly of genetic mutations along the way. Two in particular, uh one about 200,000 years ago that basically mutated us to the fact that we are going to be more right-handed and the the language center is going to be on the left-hand side. Right. Uh, And then more recently, um, there's a theory that there was a second mutation, uh, 20,000, between 20,000 and 100,000 years ago, where that basically balanced things out or it canceled that out, which means the possibility of left-handedness became a thing or else we would have all been right-handed. Right. That makes sense, too. It does make sense in that the humans possibly evolved to use their hands more. And by using their hands more, our brains were forced to become specialized yeah. and basically forced to choose. So then some sort of gene was set up that made the developing human brain most likely to be a right-handed person, right? Yes. And then that second gene came along and canceled that out in some parts of the population. Yeah. 
Uh, I think it's the D gene and the C gene. Um, there are two alleles, and, which is the manifestations of a gene at the same location. And the D gene is more frequent in the population, so it's more, uh, it promotes the right-handed preference. The C gene is less likely within the gene pool. Uh, and so there you have like a 50-50 chance of being left-handed if you have that C gene. Okay. I gotcha. Yeah. But you don't have a 50-50 chance of being a left-handed person in general. You have about a only if you have chance. Yeah, because the D gene is more prominent, mm-hmm. and that means almost certainly you're going to be right-handed. Okay, so the the caveat we should add to all of this is that um, this is all just strictly conjecture. Sure. Um, and we'll get to a little more of this conjecture right after this. Hey there, are you thirsty? Well, before you take a sip, have you stopped to think about what's in your water? Many conventional bottled waters contain PFAS, harmful substances known as forever chemicals. But you can drink water as clean as nature intended. Richard's rainwater collects 100% pure, refreshing drops of rain. Yes, it really is rain, everybody. This rain is caught clean before it hits the ground or becomes polluted with pesticides and contaminants commonly found in groundwater. Yep, Richard's rainwater is naturally pure with no need for harsh chemicals or additives. That means no added fluoride, no chlorine, no forever chemicals, no microplastics, no nothing. And you can enjoy the clean taste of Richard's still rainwater and the long-lasting cold-pressured bubbles of Richard's sparkling rainwater. Just visit richardsrainwater.com to find a retailer near you. That's richardsrainwater.com. And we even have a special offer, don't we, Josh? Yeah, text stuff to 2512-928887 and you'll get $2 off a 12-pack case of Richard's rainwater. Sip the sky. Hey everybody, we're here to tell you about Viator, a tool that you can use to plan and book travel experiences around the world. That's right. The Viator app and website make it easy to explore 300,000 plus travel experiences so you can discover what's out there no matter where you're traveling or what you're interested in. Yep, Viator can help you plan better travel experiences. 300,000 plus travel experiences to choose from means you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. That's right. You can also enjoy real traveler reviews to get insider information from people who've already been on the experience that you're considering. Plus, you get free cancellation that helps you plan for the unexpected. Yeah, and Viator offers 24-7 customer service, so you know you'll get support at any hour if things aren't going as planned. So download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find the perfect travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. So, Chuck, uh, we were saying that it's possible that genetic mutations far back in human history Mm -hmm. account for this. Sure. And um, there is a lot of evidence that there have humans have been mostly right-handed for about the last 200,000 years. Fossil evidence suggests this, looking at um, Neanderthals, skeletons, early human skeletons. um, You can see evidence on the skeletons of right-handedness, and they think that it's so obvious and obviously prominent because these people were using things like spears. Yeah. So if they did have a, a hand preference, then a spear would definitely develop that arm connected to that hand 
and it would stay in the fossil record through the skeletons, right? Yeah. They also have looked at other fossils as far back as 1.6 million years. There's a skeleton called, I want to say the Kokomo Boy, even though it's not, but I love that song. <laughs> it's the uh, Nario Kotome Boy. Do you love Kokomo? Sure. <laughs> uh, and he is a 1.6 million year old Homo ergaster. Yeah. And um, they he, he was clearly right-handed as well. Other fossils have turned up. Evidence of right-handedness, the um, the teeth, striations on the teeth suggest eating with their right hand. Yeah. So what we what we can say with a pretty decent amount of confidence is that at least for the last two hundred thousand years, humanity has been the majority right-handers, and there's yeah. been maybe about this constant 10, 15 percent uh, proportion of left-handed people, which yeah. makes the mystery even more crazy to me. Yeah, but it also makes sense that. Um, in early uh, tool building and teaching how to use tools. Um, I mean, it holds true today. They've done studies that, you know, you teach your son or daughter to tie a tie, and it's it's going to be more difficult if they're left-handed and you're right-handed for them to try and do it with their left hand. So they're, they'll pick it up easier if they uh, go against their instinct and learn it how you've taught right, yeah, with stu- the right hand. Studies have shown that. Yeah, so, so you learn makes... faster from watching somebody and then using the same hand exactly. movements that they do. Yeah, and that makes sense back in the, you know, with Tuk Tuk and showing his pal how to use the bone to smash a uh, skull. Right. You know, it's, if he picks up, his buddy picks up with his left hand, Tuk's, Tuk's gonna shake his head. No. No, don't be stupid. Yeah, use right hand. Or they're just gonna, you know, they want, everyone wants to fit in, even back at, in the old days. Well, that's actually a um, suggestion of why left-handedness is possibly not a little more prevalent uh, among a certain age group today. Yeah. Because it was equated with being weird or off or yeah. crazy or whatever. Sure. Um, and parents and teachers would force children to learn how to write with their right hand, mm-hmm. effectively wiping out a lot of the left-handed population. Yeah, and... Um just jumping back a minute, I wanted to mention something important that the whole correlation versus causation thing. Yeah. Um, with the whole language center link, uh, it's not necessarily that, that's a correlation. They appear to be strongly linked, but no one is saying that because the the language hemisphere is on the left side of your brain, that's causing you to be right-handed. Right. They they and again, the reason that they are linked in a lot of scientists' minds is that speech and Fine motor skills are basically uniquely human, almost uniquely human. And it, it's just a little, it's kind of like a red flag or a signal that they're both usually in the same hemisphere and they do seem to be connected. And one hypothesis for why they're connected I thought was pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea that language, spoken language, yeah. emerged out of gestures, yeah. hand movements, which would require fine motor skills, yeah. right? That I don't have trying to do the too legit to quit thing. <laughs> sure. But the idea that language emerged out of that would suggest some sort of connection between the two. Like maybe the, um, the fine motor skill section is the more ancient of the two and then language evolved out of that. Right. But we also still need our fine motor skills to like eat with a fork and knife and everything. So yeah. it stuck around. Yeah. It didn't become obsolete just because we started speaking. Yeah. I like that theory. Um, we, we did mention that this is, uh, largely uniquely human trait, um, but they have followed, uh, they've basically been looking at our closest ancestors 
to try and figure a lot of this stuff out. Although I did see some studies that said that like 30% of cats are left-handed because they'll go to swat things with their left hand. Hmm. But, um, I'm not so sure about that. Yeah. There's it, not only is it difficult apparently to, um, test to, or to attribute a sure. handedness to an animal. It's also difficult to attribute handedness to a person. Yeah. Because the idea of whether or not you're left-handed or right-handed, um, it's still questionable. Like right. if you write with your right hand, but you actually can write better with your left hand or something like that. Right. Uh, which, wh- what are you? Yeah. Is the it, one you're comfortable with right. or the one you, it, that you're actually better with? Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, but they have been looking at our, our, uh, primate ancestors, uh, since about the 1920s and they have found patterns. Um, apparently lemurs and, uh, are more left-handed and other prosimians. Uh, uh, macaques and old world monkeys, for the most part, are evenly split. And gorillas and chimpanzees are about 35% lefty. Um, but this is interesting. The, the more, as they say here, the more primitive the primate, the uh, more likely it is to be a lefty, which goes in the opposite of the gene mutation. Right. It's the exact opposite. It, it, yeah. it implies that... We were originally left-handed right. as primates, and then as we evolved, we became right-handed. So, therefore, right-handed people are more evolved than left-handed people in some weird way. Yeah, so again, it's another inconsistency. Where, And, of course, this is in primates, too. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean it's the same thing with humans. No, definitely not. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're looking at our ancestry and trying to figure out where handedness came from, you have to go pretty far back. Right. And I, I, that's a pretty good example of how this body of work or knowledge is very contradictory still. Yeah. It's baffling. It's pretty awesome. Hey, Chuck. Hey. You sent me something about um, ambidextrousness. Yeah, I thought this was kind of interesting from Mental Floss. Like, like, it was just kind of my understanding that anybody who said, oh, I'm ambidextrous knew what they were talking about. But it right. turns out that's really just not the case. For the most part, yeah. like, it's a very rare... Um, condition, I guess you'd call it. Yeah, um, because I don't know if there is a is a strict definition for what constitutes being ambidextrous. Like a you know a switch hitter in baseball doesn't necessarily mean they're ambidextrous. It means they've taught themselves to hit from the other side of the plate. Right. Um, if you notice, as a baseball fan, you're never going to see a player that hits. I. Uh, Equally as well on both sides. Like, you know, the great Chipper Jones here from Atlanta. Yeah. He favored one side of the plate. Although he was a switch hitter, he was a much better hitter. I think it was as a lefty and not as a righty. So that's not ambidextrous. No, someone who's taught themselves because it's a valuable skill in sports. Right. To be somewhat ambidextrous, uh, or in a lot of sports. Yeah. Um, but as far, I think writing is one of the things that they can look at, um, as a clear indicator of which hand uh, you're, you're best at. And they say about only about 1% can write equally as well with either hand. Right. So that's like super low. Um, apparently too, uh, so this handedness and this, um, lateralization of the brain and division of labor and all that mm-hmm. has a lot to do with how your brain's connected. And apparently handedness is a part of that too. Yeah. So like, for example, um, people who are ambidextrous, um, are more likely to suffer from schizophrenia to have schizophrenia. Yeah. And they're, it's not just um, ambidextrous people. Apparently, lefties um, 
show a greater propensity towards schizophrenia. Something like 40% of people with schizophrenia are left-handed, which is a very high proportion, yeah. if, considering the general population is about 10%. And um, More I than think, that, uh, dyslexia and stuttering as well. So, lefties. Right, which suggests that left-handedness has an effect on how your brain is wired. Yeah. It's not just a simple, oh, my, my hand is, I use my left hand, my, uh, my brain is otherwise the exact same as a right-handed person. The brain does appear to be different. Yeah. In some ways, in, especially in the ways that it's connected. Yeah. The, um, we, we talked about synesthesia before, one of our favorite, uh, what do you call it? Not a condition, is it? Yeah. yeah. Is it? Sure. I always just think of condition as something that's, uh, you know, derogatory. That's uh, bad. Yeah, no. Like a malady or something. I mean, I think that falls under that. One is one, but the other one isn't necessarily that one. Gotcha. So, like, a malady is a condition, but a condition sure. isn't necessarily a malady. <laughs> right. Anyway, that's my long-winded way of saying synesthetes are awesome. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the rate of an, uh, ambidextrian synesthetes is much higher uh, and left-handedness than in the general population. Right. So we have some clues here. Like, um, it, it's, it's, it, handedness has to do with how your brain is wired. And if your brain is wired in such a way that you are left-handed, your brain is wired differently from a person with a right-handed brain, right? Yeah. And a lot of studies have backed that up and have come up with things like it's entirely possible that if you're a left-handed person, you've got some advantages in life. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about those right after this. Hey there, are you thirsty? Well, before you take a sip, have you stopped to think about what's in your water? Many conventional bottled waters contain PFAS, harmful substances known as forever chemicals. But you can drink water as clean as nature intended. Richard's rainwater collects 100% pure, refreshing drops of rain. Yes, it really is rain, everybody. This rain is caught clean before it hits the ground or becomes polluted with pesticides and contaminants commonly found in groundwater. Yep, Richard's rainwater is naturally pure with no need for harsh chemicals or additives. That means no added fluoride, no chlorine, no forever chemicals, no microplastics, no nothing. And you can enjoy the clean taste of Richard's still rainwater and the long-lasting cold-pressured bubbles of Richard's sparkling rainwater. Just visit richardsrainwater.com to find a retailer near you. That's richardsrainwater.com. And we even have a special offer, don't we, Josh? Yeah, text STUFF to 2512-928887 and you'll get $2 off a 12-pack case of Richard's rainwater. Sip the sky. Hey there, everybody. Here's some bonus stuff you should know. This time it's about traveling to Orlando for business. Orlando has tons of places to host your conferences and meetings. Dr. Michael Edwards, CEO of Ocean Insight, said it best. Orlando is as much a business capital as an entertainment one. And when the day is done, you can kick off each evening at one of 46 Michelin-rated restaurants. What's not to love? So check out Orlando, where the possibilities for business travel are unbelievably real. Learn more at orlandoforbusiness.com. So, Chuck, one of the things that um, left-handedness possibly bestows, confers upon you as a benefit, is the idea of thinking quicker, to be able to process information more quickly. Yeah. 
uh, they have done some studies on this. Um, did did a couple of studies. One of which um, they sat down a uh, hundred people, eighty right-handers, twenty left-handers, mm-hmm. and basically just showed them a computer screen with a single dot either on the left or the right side, and you had to press a button. It's just a speed test, basically. Right. It's like which side is it on, left or right? Right. So if something shows up on the left side, I'm sure you have a clicker in your left hand and clicker in your right hand. You click the left hand clicker, but this is all happening very fast. That's right. Um, and left-handed subjects were overall faster. Uh, in the other test, they had to match up multiple letters that appeared in some cases on either side of the line and in other cases on just one side. And again, left-handed, uh, were faster, but just at matching letters that were on both sides of the line. Right. Which I thought was interesting. Well, that, and that supports this idea that, um, the, the brain, the fact that, um, some left-handed people's motor skills mm-hmm. and language centers are on different sides in their brains. Yeah. Uh, could make them talk more. The, the sides uh, yeah. of their hemispheres of their brains are more connected. There's more white tissue or their corpus callosum is more efficient. It, it makes sense in a way. But at the same time, you're like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. So it, it's kind of this data should be taken and just locked away in a box until we understand the whole thing more. <laughs> right. Because it doesn't really do do a lot at this point. We don't know enough to make it fit. No. And it's actually kind of contradictory to some other stuff, too, as far as handedness goes. Yeah, but they do say that if you're left-handed, you may be like a better gamer yeah. or, uh, or a pilot because you're able to just process this quick information super fast. Right. Like rapid fire stuff coming at you. It also suggested, too, that language can be processed in both hemispheres among left-handed people, which, again, would require a lot more connections between the two hemispheres, faster um, communication between the two, and hence quicker thinking. Yeah, and that you, in the long run, as you age and your brain deteriorates, you may be in better shape as a lefty. Uh, because your uh, other hemisphere may be able to pick up that slack more easily, whereas if you're just a dumb right-hander, you're just, you know, you're screwed. You're in, you're in trouble. <laughs> and, of course, this isn't proven. This is just they're postulating here. Right. But, I mean, it adds to this mystery. And, yeah. And, you, you definitely have an, uh, an advantage in sports in a lot of cases, though. Yes, but not in the way that you would think. It's not necessarily because your brain is communicating, the hemispheres of your brain are communicating. It's more because your opponent is statistically likelier to be expecting you to be a right-handed person, to have trained against a right-handed person. More practice, basically. Uh, Exactly, to be used to playing a right-handed person, whereas if you're a left-handed person they're playing you now, you're going to throw them off guard. Yeah. You're going to catch them off guard. You're going to be able to get the drop on them because they're not used to you. Whereas you, being a lefty, you're still statistically likelier to have played right-handed people. Right. So you know how to handle them. They don't know how to handle you. Exactly. You're the wild card, baby. You win. You're Rocky. Yeah, Rocky was left-handed, Southpaw. apparently. Yeah. Um, and there's a bunch of uh, sports figures in, in real life that were left-handed. And apparently it's one of those things where they're disproportionately represented yeah, as far as successful athletes go, compared to the to the population at large. Yeah, and I think um, a lot of times you'll hear about like uh, MMA or boxing. Um, tennis is another big one because if you're used to playing righties most of your life, right. that left-handed server comes up there, and it's it's different. It's weird, right? And the, it, the difference is so pronounced that like if you are a pro tennis player or something like that, or a pro boxer, you're going to train against a lefty yeah. before a match against a lefty. Yeah. 
you know, you're going to do what you can to prepare yourself. Yeah, and uh, I think Robert Lamb wrote this on How Stuff Works, mm-hmm. Our Left-Handers Quicker, I'm sorry, uh, Better at Sports. Yeah. And um, he also points out that through history, uh, this probably comes from like soldier training, mainly training and fighting and jousting and sword fighting and everything right. against other righties as well. Yeah. So a lefty would have... Uh, a left-handed warrior might be more prone to be, you know, the great leader, like perhaps Alexander the Great, right? Who was supposedly left-handed. What's weird, though, is if that had been the case, if humans had been uh, left-handed and right-handed, the proportions have been roughly the same for the last two hundred thousand years. Mm-hmm. If you're a left-handed combatant, yeah, wouldn't then the proportion of left-handed people have grown over time because of natural selection? Because you you have an advantage in battle or something like that, so therefore the population of right-handed people yeah. would drop in relation to the population of left-handed. Killed them, people. exactly. That makes sense, and I remember it does, but that hasn't happened. Yeah, uh, I remember our uh, podcast on castles like eighty years ago. Mm-hmm. Remember they built the um, staircases going on the right-hand side. I can't even. Do you remember how mine? You don't remember? Bendingly difficult that was for me to understand. <laughs> oh, no. Did you have a hard time with it? Oh, yeah. We had to re-record it, I think, like really? twice because I kept getting it wrong. Yeah, we also got in trouble for, for a cuss word in that one, too. <laughs> that, was a, that was a dark day many yeah. years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, but the, yeah, the, the castle steps would wind up on the right side of the wall to give the advantage to the person higher on the stairs swinging a right-handed sword. Because obviously you couldn't swing a right-handed sword going up the stairs because the wall is on your right. But a left-handed combatant, the ha, uh, yeah, advantage taken away. Exactly. Even though you have the higher ground, because uh, all of a sudden you're cutting the guy's knees off. <laughs> right. You're cutting him off at the knees. Yeah. You know. And that hurts. It does. But, all, but also included with natural selection too is if there were any real disadvantages to being a left-handed person. Or there were advantages to being a right-handed person. This population shouldn't have remained steady over yeah. that long of a period, too. I see what you mean. You know? Unless There's- the advantage isn't so great as to, you know, cause uh, that natural selection to occur. You yeah, know? Maybe. Um, there are more U.S. presidents that have been left-handed. Yeah. Uh, more Mensa members, for whatever that's worth. Yeah, half. Half of the 12 U.S. presidents since World War II have been left-handed. Yeah. So whereas the normal population is 10 to 15 percent lefties, yeah. U.S. presidents since World War II has been 50 percent. And apparently in the 1992 campaign, all three candidates, H.W. Uh, Bush, Clinton, and Perot, were left-handed. Yeah. That's 100 percent of the population. Perot, man. He was fun to watch. He was. <laughs> it, Dana Carvey was fun to watch doing Perot, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they say, uh, more musicians, uh, more, or musicians are more likely to be left-handed, maybe. Um, and it does run in families, even though identical twins can have opposite hand preferences. Oh, weird. And, um, there is, in the 1980s, there was a Harvard neurologist that said that, uh, lefties are righties whose brain centers, uh, in the womb change because of uh, high testosterone. Yeah, so there's there's theories that we become handed in the womb because yeah. of something like that or birth trauma or some sort of trauma yeah, while we're in too. the womb and that yeah, it just adjusts the the um the construction of our brains. Yeah. Um supposedly a mother's age has an impact on 
her kids. Oh yeah, that's that crazy. Statistically speaking, a, a mother um, over forty uh-huh. uh, who gives birth is uh, has a higher likelihood of having a lefty kid. Way higher, like one hundred and twenty five percent or yeah. something. Yeah, like that's pretty high. Yeah, it's more than one hundred percent. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, uh, and then uh, I guess your hand preference emerges about s- by seven months. Oh really? But then it's like set by age three. So before seven months, you're just flinging poop with both hands equally as well. Pretty much. Yeah. I read a story about a guy who found out as an adult that his mother had suspected he was left-handed when he was a baby. Mm-hmm. So she immobilized his oh left God. hand so that he would be forced to learn with his right hand. That's abuse. He didn't seem to take it like that, but he did. He, it, it came across like he felt like something had been kind of taken from him. He said it also explained a yeah. lot that he was like so-so with stuff that involved his right hand, right. but he seemed to be better with his left, and um, that he looked into it, and that by doing that, which was very popular, like kids were forced to become yeah. right-handed through the 20th century, um, that you are basically making a a less pronounced copy of the person. You're taking yeah. the original and making like a, a slightly dimmer facsimile of it. Yeah, like by a, forcing a their brain to reorganize like that. Interesting. Yeah. Whereas they th- thought they were trying to give them an advantage to actually give them a disadvantage. Exactly. But I would imagine that if you did that till say age 18. Right. And then all of a sudden started using your dominant hand that you were naturally born with. It's all like spindly and weak. And right. Like but then once you, once you train it to, to, to bulk back up. Yeah. I would imagine your brain would, would be better off like that. It'd be fuller. Right. So continue the abuse. Right. Until 18. Okay. Discontinue the abuse. <laughs> and then bam, you got a super kid on your hands. Yeah. Take your little old man spindly hands and fingers. Like, um, build them back up. The Mr. Show character. <laughs> Remember uh, Titanica went and visited oh, yeah. David Cross in the hospital? <laughs> you know, they're getting back together, supposedly. Yeah, yeah. That's exciting. Saw PFT tweeted something, yeah. some picture. It's very exciting. The whole gang. Uh, if you want to know more about Paul F. Tompkins or Handedness or Mr. Show or any of that jazz, you can type that stuff into the search bar at HowStuffWorks.com. Since I said search bar, it's time for listener mail. Uh, I'm going to call this uh, Christian Shoutout. Hey, guys, started listening a few months ago and have already listened to about 160 episodes. Um, Not bad. And by the way, we've mentioned this a lot, but if you're just on iTunes, say, and you think, boy, these guys have got 300 episodes. 301. Yeah. We've got, like, how many now? 700 and change. Yeah, 700 plus. Yeah. That you can find on our website, um, stuffyoushouldknow.com. Yeah, and uh, as a little pro tip, if you go on to stuffyoushouldknow.com, a.k.a. the website with one of the worst searches in the world, yeah. uh, just do Control-F and open up your web browser search and then type it in and on our podcast archive page. Oh, if you're looking for something? Yes. Okay. It'll bring it up. Don't search for it. Don't bother searching for it using our search tool on yeah. our site. It's We're terrible. working on that. Are we working on that? I hope so, because this is really bad. <laughs> Like, it doesn't bring up anything. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's pretty bad. Why is it even there? I don't know. I guess for looks. Lame. Um, so getting back to this, we do have a lot of podcasts out there. For those of you who don't know, we have 700 plus. I he forgot what we were talking about. He's, uh, he listened to 160 episodes. Oh, yeah. His favorite thing uh, about them is how you don't poo-poo anybody's beliefs. Uh, I'm a Christian, so when I was very much so begrudgingly... Uh, 
listen to your evolution suite. I was expecting to be mad, but to my surprise, I heard a very non-biased view of evolution. Um, I do believe in evolution, but it's a long story, by the way. After many years of hearing creationist slam, uh, people talk about evolution as a very pleasant surprise. So just want to say thanks for putting your hearts, but not your opinions, into that episode's uh, that is from Matt, very sincerely, and uh, we've been taking a task here and there. We try to do our best, Matt, um, to keep things on the level like that, but uh, we are human, and we do uh, flounder here and there with that, but we, we, we try, and we appreciate your kudos for that. Yeah, thanks, Matt. Yeah. Uh, if you want to give us kudos, we would love to hear about that, or if you have any great stories that has to do with handedness, yeah. let us know. If you had your arm tied to your waist till you were 18. As a baby. Yeah. Uh, you can tweet to us at SYSK Podcast. You can join us on Facebook.com slash Stuff You Should Know. You can send us an email to StuffPodcast at HowStuffWorks.com. And as always, join us at our home on the web, StuffYouShouldKnow.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Are you thirsty? Well, Richard's rainwater is caught clean before it even hits the ground. Rain is naturally pure, so there's no need for harsh chemicals or additives. Richard's rainwater contains no chlorine, no forever chemicals, no microplastics, no nothing. Enjoy the smooth, clean taste of still rainwater or the cold pressured bubbles of sparkling rainwater. Just visit richardsrainwater.com to find a retailer near you. That's richardsrainwater.com. And for a coupon, text STUFF to 251-292-8887 and receive $2 off a 12-pack case of Richard's Rainwater. Hey, if you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. Use promo code STUFF. 20 to receive $20 off your first month for listening to this podcast. Switch now at Visible.com. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month.